Welcome to the Get Cute Podcast, and today we are going to be talking about code reviews. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone. As always, I'm going to start this out by saying thank you to everyone who has left a review on Apple Podcast or wherever you're listening. It does help me out, and we've had a slight uptick in reviews, so that's really awesome, and I'm extremely excited. Oh, also, one thing to note is that we are at 923 followers on Twitter, which is really awesome and exciting and I did say that at a thousand followers I would be releasing limited edition Halloween holographic stickers that is a mouthful to say but it's true and I have finished the designs for them so I'm really just waiting to place an order for them so we can get it rolling um so as always retweet on Twitter let new people know about it and I will get those up on the website as soon as possible Today we're going to be talking about code reviews and like any episode that I decide to record, I start doing research pretty early on as soon as I think of an idea. And I noticed that a lot of information on code reviews that are out there are kind of one-sided and kind of terrible. Um, (laughs) Terrible in the sense that it's always focused on efficiency of getting the code review out and done and pushing the PR. I'm a PR is a pull request for people that don't know. And I can see why if you're dealing with a high volume of pull requests, but also I decided to do this episode because there is a lack of realizing that the people that are producing this code are humans. And I personally have been, I won't say a victim, but a participant in a code review where people were not the nicest when giving code reviews. And I decided to let the general coding population know how to give a code review without making the person that wrote the code feel like they are the scum of the earth. And I feel as though this is a trend from giving interviews (laughs) and it kind of follows you into coding reviews so it's necessary and I think hopefully this will stop people from just being assholes in general when it comes to code I I can't fix everybody else's problem black girl magic isn't that strong for those of you that don't know what a code review is I would say a code review is simply a meeting that you have with another engineer or multiple engineers that are on your engineering team to go over whatever code that you're submitting through a pull request to push into your production pipeline. And that's typically going straight into your testing environment or your QA environment. I want to preface this episode by saying that I do not think that code reviews are bad. I actually think they are very good and necessary because it does lessen the likelihood of having bugs in your code. And it's also a really good way for everyone on your team to understand the features that are going into your code base. Because if you're not there one day, somebody else on the team is going to have to take over if a bug does arise or something does happen in your code. And they're really, really helpful in that sense. 
It's also good because it works on good coding practices. You may implement a solution to a problem that you received in one way, but somebody else on your team has a better solution. And then you can have the discussion to see if it's worth actually revising your code to implement that solution. What are the pros and cons of it? It's basically just an opportunity for everyone in that environment to learn. However, it's uncommon that code reviews go this way. As I mentioned before, I always do research on the tasks that I am going to be talking about. And all of the material that I came across were really coming from the point of view of the engineer that will be reviewing the PR that's giving the code review. And yes, I think it's important for the people giving the code reviews to have information, but it's also as important as the coder that is submitting the pull request that you also have the right information to set yourself up for a good code review. So I'm going to be jumping back and forth between both sides because it's perfectly balanced as it should be. Perfectly balanced as all things should be. Let's get right into it. For me, nothing is worse when you have a pull request and you submit it and you share it, say, in your Slack channel, your team Slack channel, for whomever to go ahead and do the PR review. And then there proceeds to be a multi-comment long thread on your pull request because instead of the person just coming over to your desk to ask you questions or setting up some meeting time later on, they decide to just put all of their comments in the PR and then you find yourself having to defend your choices in the PR when all in all it could have been handled with a conversation however brief. Usually they try to combat how much of this happens. When I submit my PR, I make a comment after that or I will put it into the body of the PR, the reasons why I made those decisions for finishing my task and coding the way I do. Because sometimes comments and code can only go so far. And yes, there are some people that actually don't read comments in code. So it's really important to give your reasoning up front so you don't have to go through multiple comments trying to defend it in the back end. I also do the same thing on my JIRA ticket as well. Um, I always put my URL to my um, pull request in my JIRA ticket and also give the same information that I put in the pull request itself on the JIRA ticket so it's in both places in case maybe a business person is looking at JIRA instead of the actual PR. I can't say that this works all of the time because I do find myself repeating myself a lot when it comes to pull requests, but it's nice to be able to say, hey, I did put the reasoning for this in A, B, and C locations and then being able to go into this field again. It may seem like a lot of redundancy, but for the sake of your sanity and whoever is reviewing your code, it's nice to just have all of your bases covered. As the code reviewer, here are a few tips that I want to give to you from me, someone that has been in this situation and has rolled my eyes in these situations behind my computer screen, never in front of the person. But it would be nice for you to allow these things to happen or to use these practices before giving comments on a code review. Number one, if your GitHub repository is part of a continuous integration pipeline, meaning that it's more than likely running unit tests, component tests, and integration tests to see if the code will break anything that's currently on the branch or in the environment, 
please allow those to run first before you comment on the code because usually if there's any errors that you find in the code upon reading it, it's typical that the pipeline is going to find that error first and it won't let the person even continue to merge that into the pipeline anyway. So allow all checks to pass before you begin to review the code. It will save you a lot of headache. Got it? Good. Number two, look at the entire code file that you are reviewing versus just the code that was added into it. It may seem like a pretty common sense thing to do that, but you would be surprised how many people don't do that and they find themselves not fully understanding what it is you are implementing. Comments in the code can only give you so much context, yet if you're still having issues with figuring out what exactly is going on, don't hesitate to ask the person that actually wrote the code implementation. And if for some reason you're still not getting it, pull in another engineer on your team and that way they can help you with the code review. Remember, code reviews are not about ego, so the more people to help bring out the context on the matter, the better. Number three, have comments in your analysis ready before you actually start engaging the person that wrote the code into the actual code review. This is somewhat contradictory to what I said in the previous notation about asking the person for clarity. Asking for clarity is not giving them the code review. It is just asking for more information so you, you can give a good code review. Um, I cannot say how many times I've gone to go into a code review and the person was still reading the code as they were having me sit there in silence. And I just want to say that this time that you set aside for a code review isn't for you to actually read the code. It is for you to talk about the annotations that you've already made on the pull request and to relay that to the developer versus just having them sit there awkwardly for 15 to 30 minutes while you go through and make those annotations. Everyone is busy, I understand, but typically if you are giving a code review, you are in a senior-like position. So please remind yourselves that if you're in a senior-like position, part of the job title of being a senior engineer is to also be a good coworker and a good mentor to other people on your team. And having someone sit in the code review with you is not being a good mentor. You're essentially wasting their time. And that's all that. Number four, and this is a huge one, Stay away from any disparaging comments and language on the pull request or even within the code review itself. I speak from experience that I have had engineers review my pull requests and they are not the nicest people. Uh, <laughs> they'll make comments that will make you feel like you should not even be coding and I think that is ridiculous and it has no place within a code review. As I said before and so many times, your ego is not a part of this job. No one cares about your ego. Nobody cares how much you know. Honestly, go to the CS Career Questions Reddit because I'm not here for it and no one else is. We're doing code reviews because we have to have those before we can push our things into the pipeline. That's it. No one cares what college you went to and how much you freaking know, okay? Just let me know, let us know what is wrong with our code so we can explain why we did it, so that way you can counteract that with something that is a better implementation so we can both go on our ways. That's it. We don't care about anything else. So please leave those type of comments at the door. Leave it for Reddit because we're not here for it. We're tired. 
we're done. I'm not here to feed your ego. Nobody is. And clearly nobody else is if you have to punch down. But that's besides the point. Stop being assholes in code reviews. Thank you. All in all, I do think that code reviews are necessary. It can seem like with a lot of the things that I gave as advice in this episode that perhaps we shouldn't even be having code reviews because it seems like it's just a trap for people to care more about their ego and being right, so to say, than to help the other engineer out or to just put good code forward. And somewhat, yes, but you know, although I may be at a position in my career where I don't need so many PR reviews anymore, but there are other people that are more junior than me that do. So I think the practice is good. I think the intentions of the practice is good, but like a lot of things that we have in technology and in our careers, um, the intent is there, but the execution is shit. And I think it's on all of us to make code reviews better for new people that are coming in and to also make code reviews better for other people. Um, It's just not an excuse for senior people to punch down on people. It's ridiculous, and I have to say that I have encountered my fair share of it, but I am a very vocal person, so it's stopped since then. Um, However, some people aren't like me, and I just think that we need to be more mindful of how we interact with people, because people are humans, and you know, People are just coming to work to collect their check. Not everybody is as passionate about technology as everybody else. You can absolutely be in this field without having to be in love with it. So just keep that in mind the next time you have a code review with somebody. Just And that is the end of the episode. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to email me at thegetcutepodcast at gmail.com. Also, take some time to follow us on social media at getcutepodcast on Twitter and Instagram. As always, if you like the episodes and you like me, please leave a five-star review and a comment on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this. Right now, I'm trying to collect reviews on Stitcher, so if you listen to me on Stitcher, that would be fantastic. Oh, before I forget, I need to give a huge shout out to Lindsay for giving a huge donation to Get Cute Podcast because thank you so much. It really meant a lot to me and to the continuation of Get Cute. And I also know you told me that you didn't necessarily need me to shout you out, but I am shouting you out because I really appreciate it. And you have just sustained Get Cute for a very, very long time. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, I hope y'all have a great day, have a great week, and I will catch y'all next time. Bye.